All right, all right, all right. A great Tuesday evening to you, fellow listeners and podcasters, on this 3rd of August, 2021. Today, we have two topics that are near and dear to my heart, servant leadership and showing appreciation to your team. Both topics, if mastered, can yield not only a high-performing team, but metrics to go along with said team. Now, truth in lending, you can't expect to master these two things overnight, so uh, no, sir, not going to happen. Um, I've been leading men and women now for over 25 years, and I can tell you that uh, each time I've led a team, I learn a new technique every single time, and I'm still learning to this very day. Uh, I've just recently left a team to work on a different shift, and I can tell you that was a very, very, very bittersweet day. Guys, if you're out there listening, um, you know I can't thank you enough again for what you did, not only for me, but the betterment of the organization. I'd stand with you shoulder to shoulder any day and make the impossible happen. That's just how incredible you are. Don't forget that. Thank you again, guys. I, I, I really miss you. You guys are going to be awesome. All right, with that, uh, let's get ready to put our listening ears on, whiskey in the jar or whatever you do when you're listening to the old man speak, and Charlie Mike, topic number one, how to be a servant leader. Again, hey guys, look, I get a lot of stuff from Forbes. They're just a great resource for me, and uh, they, act, they, they, they give me what I need in order to bring you, the listener, and the fellow podcaster, um, just nuggets, great nuggets. So they uh, wrote, wrote an article by Mr. Brent McHugh, and it is entitled Servant Leadership, Empowering Others to Accomplish. Empowering Others to Accomplish. Super, super cool title. Um, two high-performance leaders have made an incredible difference in McHugh's life. One in the corporate world uh, in North America and the other in the nonprofit sector in the Middle East. Very interesting. In hindsight, he saw that uh, while the two have very different personalities, divergent backgrounds and varying skill sets, both modeled servant leadership in a very, very impactful way. And both have consistently demonstrated the principles of of this philosophy over decades, exemplifying its effectiveness in a range of environments. Super, super cool. The corporate professional started by managing just a few individuals and, and now leads thousands deploying the same principles he used in the beginning. Likewise, when he met the leader in the Middle East, he was overseeing the largest field in his organization. Now, years later... He heads up a small group of developing leaders from a distance and continues to model the same principles. It's amazing how this stuff just carries on, guys. It's so, so super cool. Robert K. Greenleaf coined the phrase servant leadership in 1970. It describes an approach in which the aspiration to lead is driven by a desire to serve others. In his essay... The servant as leader, Greenleaf explains, a servant leader focuses primarily on the growth and well-being of people and the communities to which they belong. We're going to go ahead and read that again. Very impactful, very powerful statement. A servant leader focuses primarily on the growth and well-being of the people and the communities to which they belong. Super, super impactful statement. This approach provides a unique lens through which to view components of leadership, okay? Um, The foundations of of fruitful leadership are often articulated as character, skill, and knowledge. And when these aspects are seen through the filter of servant leadership, those in positions of authority are uniquely equipped to improve not only on their own companies and organizations, 
but entire communities. You affect something so much bigger, guys. It's, I mean, it's awesome. While different situations require varying models of leadership, there's a global need for leaders to consider putting their collective weight behind the servant leadership model. As we direct high-performing teams, we as leaders need to avoid the pitfalls of self-centeredness and seek to empower others to accomplish our organization's goals through their gifts and talents. Through their gifts and talents. It's not always about you. It's not always about you guys. Remember that, okay? All right. Servant leadership moves us to be better leaders through six key principles. But pretty pretty uh, compact, but uh, listen to these principles. I think they're going to serve everybody out in the uh, leadership realm very, very well. Number one, listen well to truly address the opportunities and challenges before you take time to hear instead of being heard. Take time to hear instead of being heard. Don't listen to respond. Don't just hear your team. Listen to them. We've talked about that before, guys. Okay. Two, value people. Focus on others and create space for direct reports and colleagues to flourish. Focus on others and create that space for them to flourish, guys. Create that space for them to collaborate, to invent. Super, super important. Number three, big one, call it like it is. Tell it like it is. Communicate the current realities as well as the future direction of the organization you lead. Don't sugarcoat it, guys. You know what? If it's a if it's going to be a bad night, tell your team it's going to be a bad night. Don't let them be surprised. If you if, if something is a surprise, it should it should be a surprise to all of you, not just to the leader, to the entire team, and that should be the exception and not the norm. Number 4. Ask powerful questions. Raise questions that push you and your team to new ways of overcoming obstacles and identifying breakthroughs. Ask those tough questions. Sometimes those powerful questions are going to be very awkward. They're going to be very uncomfortable. But you know what? It might be the breakthrough that your team actually needs. It might be the push that your team needs for that final level of collaboration on a project or on an idea. And who knows? You know what? I guarantee you, if you're going to ask that question, there's five, at least five of your team members that have that same damn question on their mind. They're just too afraid to ask it. But that's okay because that's why we're leaders. That's why you know that's why we get paid. We get paid to make the tough calls and the tough decisions to take care of our teams. Five, empower your people. Encourage your team to tackle challenges and opportunities in their unique way. You know what? With the team that I just left, I will tell you what. I could leave the floor at any given time. And I was rest assured that the place wasn't going to burn down because they were that professional, they were that technical, and they were just that good. They were just that good, ladies and gentlemen. Empower your people to make decisions. Remember, we've talked about this also. If you can check off three blocks, was it illegal, was it immoral, or was it unsafe? If you can answer no to all of those some things may get messed up. That's okay. That's where the growth happens. But empower your people super, 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 super good. And um, it also garners trust. Your, your, your team will, will start to trust you more saying, you know what? He doesn't have to have his thumb on everything uh, out in the organization. Okay. Number six, be real. Humbly allow your team to see 
to see you when you're weak and need their help. All right. This is a this is a little this is one that I've debated over the years with people. Uh, you have people out there that tend to think that um, showing signs of weakness is just you know that's the end of your team. That's the end of uh, you know that's the end of you having an authoritative presence. I can tell you just the opposite. When your team sees that you're human and that you're not made of nuts and bolts and a bunch of bunch of metal and wires, that you're not a freaking robot, that you're actually human, that goes a long way. Humble yourself. When you're weak and you need help, go to those subject matter experts that do that job every single day, every single night. Go to them. Ask them, hey, I know I'm going to mess this up if I do this on my own. I, you do this job every single day. Can you please te- teach me what right looks like? Teach me to act in your absence. Because when you go to break, when you take vacation, when you have to step off the floor for an emergency or something, somebody's got to do your job. And especially for those that are one deep in something, you should never be one deep in anything, okay? Um, that way you can you can continue operations, all right? McHugh also states, if you want to if you want to sharpen several of these skills, he recommends starting with a quick read of Coaching 101 by Robert Logan and Sherilyn Carlton. I'm definitely going to check that out myself. That sounds super, super good. Um, though it takes a lifetime to completely uh, ingrain these principles, by being intentional and growing in each area, you will improve your impact and grow the effectiveness of your team. For example, one powerful question that has led to many amazing outcomes is what will you do to overcome this challenge? What are you going to do to overcome this obstacle? Asking this allows team members to articulate their own solutions and often leads to the best way forward. Super impactful, right? Very, very important question and it allows allows for creativity. It allows for collaboration. The optimal path ahead often involves equipping others. As McHugh uh, considers the two leaders he mentioned at the beginning of this article, one characteristic that stands out is that the years he has known them, they have invested in others, shaping them as servant leaders and deploying them in areas where they will develop other servant leaders. Well, they, where they will develop other servant leaders. What did I tell you in, in, in other episodes? Your job as a leader is not to create followers. It's to create other leaders. That's what we do. Because leaders come and go in organizations, and that is a very, very, very needed needed thing. Okay, uh, In both cases, they impacted their people, organizations, and communities for good, not only through their own actions, but through the efforts of those in whom they have invested. May this be true of us as each one of us leads in our spheres of influence. Guys, spheres of influence, you can take that, you can take that so many ways. Your team is not stupid. They listen to you. They watch your every move. They see if your words are going to match your actions. And if they don't, you're in for peril, I can tell you right now, okay? Your team's not stupid. You know they watch you like a hawk, okay? Uh, your sphere of influence is so, so very, so, so very great. You know, you got guys that'll sit there and walk through a wall just because you say, hey, Johnson, walk through that wall. They're going to try their damnedest to do exactly what it is you want to do. So be very, very careful with your actions and be very, very careful with your words. All right, guys, let's see. Moving on here to topic number two. Showing appreciation to your team, man. This is, I'll tell you what. Let me just pause for a couple seconds. I re, this, I just love this. 
anything leadership wise, anything motivation wise, positive life, positive vibes. This is great stuff. We we all need a little bit of this in our life, don't we? You know, and, and it's 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 so cool to be able to uh, bring you guys stuff like this. And I get questions all the time. Again, you know, people are like, "Man, why do you do this? Why do you sit there and you know you you figure out a script and um, you know you 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 toy week after week." Uh, bringing bringing stuff out like this, it, it's it's a passion of mine. I don't leadership. I don't just check the block. I'm super super passionate about it. And if you're a leader and I catch you checking the block, I will call you out on it, big as day, because uh, we know who they are. We've 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 served with them, the ones that just want the title without the responsibility, without the ones that uh, take care of their team. I will call you out on it, big as day, and you better come swinging because I'm coming for you. All right. Uh, this one, showing appreciation to your team, is actually an article off of Indeed.com. I mean, I was really surprised when I found this one. This is this is actually pretty cool. Uh, so let, let's check this one out, okay? When you value your employees' hard work and contributions to the company, it is important to show appreciation. Showing your gratitude lets employees know when they're excelling and, incre- and increase engagement. Rewarding your employees can include anything from writing a note to providing financial incentives and you can show your appreciation your appreciation as often as you want. There's no time cap. I mean, come on, you can you can say thank you a thousand times in a day. Um, so long as it's genuine, uh, however you do it, you can show appreciation to your team as often as you want, and watch what happens after you do. Showing appreciation and recognizing your employees' hard work can benefit both your company and your staff. Some of the biggest benefits include: listen up, increased. Morale. How many organizations have we worked in that morale is is it? It's in the toilet. You know, it's like we 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 got to break the mold, right? When employees receive recognition for their hard work, they feel personally appreciated. What improves their confidence and their enthusiasm for the job? Increased morale makes it more likely that employees stay at your company for longer. Makes total sense, right? Uh, improved engagement, regular employee recognition and reward systems often incentivize team members to do their best, which leads to increased engagement at work and a greater sense of connection to the company. Improved engagement, guys, you're, you're going to have those tasks that just absolutely suck. Well, guess what? When employees get recognized, when they feel appreciated, they're going to go into the trenches uh, knowing that, you know what? Yeah, today's going to suck and it's going to suck really bad, but you know, Santos or, or whoever, whoever uh, their leader is, is, uh, you know, he's got my back. He really, really appreciates what I do. And I'm going to work extra hard for boss man because uh, I know he really, he really thanks me for, for doing a, doing a great job. Better performance. When employees believe that they will receive appreciation for good work, they perform better and, cre- and have increased productivity levels, which can contribute to better results and better business growth. That's a that's a no-brainer. Stronger company culture. Businesses that recognize employees frequently often incorporate appreciation into their company culture, which can create a positive work environment and a stronger sense of teamwork. Best practices for employee appreciation? All right. Use the following nine ideas to show your gratitude to your employees. Again, Indeed.com, you guys knocked it out of the park. Super, super cool article. Number one, acknowledge accomplishments right away. Don't wait. You see an employee do something, 
pat them on the back, go up and say, dude, how did you do that? We need to write that down so we can, so we can use that across other shifts. That's, that's super cool. The easiest way to recognize your employees for good work is to acknowledge their contributions right away. Show your appreciation in person to make the maximum impact. For example, you can congratulate employees for leading an important meeting successfully or from completing a major project on time and under budget. Guys, I'm telling you what, as soon as you see one of your team members do something really cool and impactful, stop what you're doing, make a beeline for that person or, or, or you know, maybe it's a team of two or three and let them know. Super awesome job. We're going to capture that so that way we have lessons learned and we can help others with what you just did. Number two, write a handwritten thank you note. Now, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that I found this article because... This is something that I have let fall by the wayside, uh, and that's completely my fault. Writing a handwritten thank you note is so impactful because guess what? It's not some silly little corporate card or whatever that gets printed off by a printer. It is your hand. That, that employee knows that you took the time to handwrite that note and say, hey, John, thank you for what you did for me, man. Like, I couldn't, can't thank you enough. When you can't show your appreciation, your appreciation right away or when the magnitude of the accomplishment deserves more than a quick congratulations, put your gratitude in writing. Take the time to write a personal note or an email that conveys your genuine appreciation, including recognition of their hard work and acknowledgement of their professional growth. Guys, I'm telling you, it's a super cool way to acknowledge a team or an employee. A really, really cool way. Thank your team publicly. Okay. So while many people appreciate personal expressions of appreciation, it's also important to make your recognition public, especially when your team has accomplished something significant. To thank employees publicly, say a few words about their achievements at your weekly department meeting or your monthly staff meeting. You can also include a congratulatory note in your internal newsletter. Okay, healthy caution. Now, we've talked about healthy cautions before, right? The only reason I'm going to throw out a caution is... You got to know your audience. When I say your audience, your team. Some people may get really, really embarrassed when they uh, are thanked publicly. Some people don't like crowds. Some people don't like the hoopla. Uh, and that's okay. Um, just you got to know your audience. You got to know your team. Just just make sure you're not going to needlessly embarrass someone. That's the only thing I'm going to say. But thanking your team publicly is a super, super good idea. I highly encourage that. All right. Let's see. Celebrate traditions for our fourth one. If your employees regularly contribute excellent work, recognize them on a regular basis. Create a tradition that everyone can look forward to, such as a monthly team building or social event. In addition to showing appreciation to your employees, you can also strengthen team bonds and reinforce a positive work environment on a regular basis. Traditions, guys, whatever it may be. It may be a silly award or something that you guys make up. Like I know in the... uh, those of you that aren't in the service, you know, please don't please don't laugh because it's coming. Uh, you, you know, everybody that's been in an army barracks or something every now and then remembers the buffer rodeo. Everybody's done the buffer rodeo, and I remember you guys used to make these extravagant belt buckles that they would pass around um, when uh, you know they rode the buffer longer than uh, than uh, anybody else. They, they, Find a find a service uh, for servicemen or, or women that served in the military. They can tell you what the buffer rodeo is. Um, but silly little traditions like that—they're not silly, guys. They love they love stuff like that. 
you know, uh, at the company that I'm uh, that I'm currently at, I see some of those uh, trophies and stuff on people's desks. I love that type of stuff. That stuff can go a long way. Number five, ignore small mistakes. Okay, sometimes the best way to show appreciation is to give your employees leeway when they need it. If they make small mistakes, such as missing a project deadline by a few hours or neglecting a minor task, allow them to try it again rather than reprimanding them. Take this, uh, take this tax. Sh- taking this tax shows that you appreciate their hard work and that you trust them to do their best. Look, hey, I get it. Sometimes you have a no-fail mission. You have hard deadlines. I get that. I and and, and I'm not saying uh, to be soft and not hold people to a standard, but I will tell you this: if they if they miss a deadline by a couple of minutes or hours, hey, look. Let it slide, guys. Especially, you know, if it's not going to kill anybody, if it's not hurting anybody, um, you know, if, if it's not if, if it's not going to do anything unsafe, it's okay. Take a deep breath. That's a coaching opportunity. That you can turn that into a positive coaching opportunity. Okay. Number six, give a financial incentive to encourage employees to do their best. Consider offering financial incentives. You can start small by offering gift cards to local stores or coffee shops. To recognize bigger accomplishments, offer quarter offer quarterly, annual, or project-based bonuses to team members who, re, who reach um, predefined goals or make the most substantial contributions. All right. Healthy caution again. Um, it all depends on company policy. Make sure you, you uh, rope your HR, your HR team into that because... That can be a little bit of a sticky situation because remember, if you do for one, you have to do for all and you have to make sure that it's fair and equitable to the entire team and everybody has a chance when making those metrics so that that way they have a chance of um, getting something like that. Okay. All right. Let's see where we're at here. We're at number seven. Offer extra time off. Although most employees value financial incentives. Many also appreciate intangible rewards like additional time off. Consider giving top performing employees an afternoon off each month or allow select team members to adopt a flexible schedule during a given time frame. You can also show your recognition by allowing employees to work remotely, which is a benefit that people in most industries value highly. Okay, again, um, these these next ones are going to kind of be uh, healthy cautions. I say that because... Get your HR involved, especially when you have time off policies that are pretty rigid to your specific organization. Just make sure that you're not um, breaking any rules. You're not being unfair. But extra time off, I can tell you what, that's that's as just as good as money. People absolutely love time off so they can do the things that they need to do or just hang out with their family or what have you. Time off is a super good one. Number eight, buy lunch for your team. When you want to improve team morale and show appreciation to your employees at the same time, buy everyone breakfast, lunch, or coffee in order uh, order into your office to save time or make, make the occasion truly special by taking everyone out for a meal. As an additional reward, consider asking your team's top performers to choose the venue. All right. Again, super, super careful with this one. Uh, if you want my advice... Make first of all, make sure you know what your organization's fraternization policies are. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, they're out there. Some people don't read them. Uh, ask HR, get HR involved. My recommendation is if you want to do something special for your team, make it a work function 
It's always nice to leave the nest, I get it, but make it a work function. That way everybody has a chance to partake. Everybody's there. Everybody's clocked in. Um, it's on the lunch period, and it's legal beagle. Uh, I think the go ahead and read between the lines. I think you know what I'm saying. Um, just going out in uh, to another venue, especially, especially, especially guys where alcohol is served, you know what I'm saying. You just got to be very careful with that because um, uh, other things have happened. I'm not going to get into that. Um, we can talk offline, uh, offline about that. All right, number nine and the final one, create a reward system. If each of your employees has different preferences for receiving recognition, develop a reward system that allows each person to choose their own incentives. Assign a certain number of points to a major task and accomplishments and track these points at, uh, that each team member receives. Allow them to trade their points for rewards of their choice, such as days off or contributions toward continuing education that's a super good one if you if you can that's graduate level stuff right there if you can create a, a reward system that your employees can um can gain from that's the sweet spot that's the good stuff because guess what they have buy-in they help you create that system so when everybody's in agreement, it's less likely that people are going to complain uh, because they didn't get what they want or, or what have you. Does that make sense? All right. That uh, rewards, rewards of any sort, people love. All right, guys. So we talked about servant leadership and showing appreciation to your team. Uh, both are not, you know, here, here's the thing. Both are not meant to just pay lip service to. No, ladies and gentlemen, you must genuinely Take these two items and put all of your heart into them. It's got to be done with, with, uh, with a good heart. Your team can spot a fake a mile wide. All right. Don't be naive enough to think they can't, because I can promise you that if you genuinely take these two topics, put some thought into them, and execute them for your from your heart, the dividends that you will get in return will be extraordinary, magical, even completely magical. You remember when I said once that when, when you achieve that level of being beautifully, beautifully fatal at something, that, you know, that, that, that it's, that's all it's going to take, guys. Because I can tell you I have. After so many years of trying and persevering, I have finally found the sweet spot of being beautifully fatal. There's no turning back now. Once you achieve that, you'll know it. I promise you, you'll know it. Be the leader you've always wanted to, to have lead you. It costs absolutely nothing to say thank you. Do it and do it often. All right? As always, guys, check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Or leave me a voicemail to tech or text to my Google Voice number at 509-255-3659. That number again to my Google Voice, 509-255-3659. All right, I'm going to leave you with a speech from one of my all-time favorite movie characters. I get, I get made fun of sometimes because I like this guy so much. Um, admittingly, uh, his, Rocky II is my most favorite, one of my most favorite movies of all time. Rocky's got heart. You know, they told him he couldn't do something, and he set out and he crushed it. You know, Mr. Rocky Balboa. And here's the quote. Uh, let me tell you something you already know. 
The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit hit as hard as life. But it ain't about hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning's done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits. And not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that. And that, that's not you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what. No matter what happens. You're my son. You're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't going to have a life. Charlie Mike. Bye now.